Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back into the lounge. It's me, your humble, humble host, John. Welcome back. We have a very, very special episode that I am just so excited for you guys to listen to. I have gone back through our entire episode catalog and I have pulled audio clips from some of my favorite tangents, bloopers, discussions over the last two years, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. So before we get into the episode, I just want to first off say thank you to anyone and everyone who has listened to even just a single episode of the Video Game Lounge podcast. When we started this two years ago, we honestly could not have imagined what it's become. And if you were to tell me that two years on, we'd be at like 46, 47 total episodes Um, and continuing to make friends online and be part of other shows and guest spots and all of these things like, man, it's just been amazing. It's been quite the journey. And thank you. Just thank you to you guys, the listeners. Thank you to uh, my co-hosts, Andrew and Kevin, who have come with me on this journey. Thank you to all the guest hosts that have been on. Appreciate you guys so much. You guys are awesome. Thank you to all of the shows that have reached out to me to have me on their show. It's been a lot of fun over the last two years. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So what I've done, ladies and gentlemen, is I've inserted a little sound effect in between all of the clips. So listen out for the in between each one. And that's when you know the next clip has started. So without further ado, here is the two-year VGL Master Mix. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the Video Game Lounge podcast. I am your host this episode, John. I am joined by two of my great friends. The first one, he has cornered the market on all of the apple-flavored liquor. That's Kevin. And the other one, he is the man who'll try any drink because he's a whore. A person. That's Andrew. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? Robin Williams for Mrs. Doubtfire. I am doing fantastic. You fit in your doubtfire, dear. <laughs> Hello! Hello! I must look like a yeti in this getup. <laughs> your second opening question yet. What is your favorite Assassin's Creed sea shanty? Um, I gotta go with the classic. Uh, Are you a Lowlands fan? Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, man. My, I like. I do enjoy Lowlands. My favorite has always been uh, the worst old ship. Just because I, I freaking love the guy's like accent. Oh, that song. And of course, you can't go along with Drunken Sailor. I oh, mean, yeah. 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 Now, did, do you know anything about that game? Like, did they get professional singers coming? It sounds really You good. can find the whole soundtrack on Spotify. And if you actually look at the, the guys' names who sing it, it is like a freaking acapella group out of somewhere in the UK. Um, and I do emphasize UK because it's some Irish guys, some English guys. Like, it's a bunch of guys who are like legit singers um yeah it's it's it, they hired uh like a an acapella group for it and they're freaking outstanding they're amazing andrew has no idea what we're talking about and doesn't care <laughs> about sea shanties it's fine oh i i love i love certain sea shanties but i actually started looking them up and they have some amazing like titles i mean you got the original the drunken sailor uh goodbye goodbye fare you well Roll, boys, roll. Farewell, ye Spanish ladies is another great one. Where am I to go, Majones? (laughs) 
It's not Johnny's. It's Johnny's. You dumbass. <laughs> oh, is it? Well, you know, I'm reading it. I don't. I never played the game. <laughs> it doesn't so. speak well to your reading level. <laughs> oh, it, it. I am very third grade reading level. And this is where Andrew and I mentioned we graduated from private school. Um. <laughs> the golden vanity, blow away the morning dew. Here's a health to the company. Down among the dead men, over the hills and far away, Spanish ladies. Now, do you know all these, or are you just kind of like reading what their the itinerary is? I am attempting to read from a third grade reading <laughs> He's level. He's got an Irish tattoo on his forearm. Of course he knows these songs. That's a long pause. I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> now, we haven't discussed this with Mr. Sean, but... Oh, no, we're dragging Sean, him in. We're dragging yeah. him in. <laughs> Mr. Sean is a very good friend of ours. All, all three of ours, we, we spent many a summers together just either playing basketball, playing uh, all kinds of video games. Um, just a really good dude in general. Hanging and, out, going to movies, getting food, chilling at the food court. Oh, and oh, yeah. it, just in case... I will say this, all right? We've been talking about the one event of Mr. Sean and the Halo tournament. He could set the record straight, for real, for he, real. He says that that's not the way it happened, Andrew. And I told him I can't remember, probably because a few concussions will do that to you. But he's saying that you're a bold-faced liar and that you have uh, a memory problem because that's not what happened. To so. be honest, I very well may have a memory problem, and that is okay. <laughs> I uh, will definitely love to have Sean come on and share his piece. I will not disparage it and say it is otherwise, because I'm just saying how I might remember it. It may not be right, but it's how I remember it, and Sean may have a better memory of it. I wanted to, I wanted to set the record straight for our listeners that Sean's attesting to it, and I can't remember, and Andrew has it one way. So we'll get to the and bottom of this. all you're doing is hearing the one way. So We're going to get that kid on here. All right. We're going to figure out where he is. We're going to battle live on the show. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna have a YouTube video of it. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, way back in episode one, Andrew, one of Andrew's top 10 moments was uh, a Halo, I believe Halo 2 battle, right? And, and Mr. Sean lost to a five-year-old. That is the alleged story allegedly lost to a five-year-old now in all fairness if i do remember it right that five-year-old would have kicked my ass too oh yeah he sean just had the unfortunate uh pairings of being paired up against and there was also the fact that he could probably kick your ass in halo (laughs) got him but he has a real good shin kick i need to wake the fuck up that's what i need to do i'm so damn groggy right now do you have any energy drinks you can drink I don't drink that shit, man. Can't right, do the energy enough. drinks. Can't do coffee. Can't do none of that stuff. Is it because you're a bitch? Probably. Probably is <laughs> because I'm a bitch. <laughs> Among other things. I'm a bitch. I'm a father. I'm a bitch. I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm all of those two things. I gotta say, Sam Fisher has one of the coolest looks, like with the the three, like the triangle, the three green lights, you know what I'm talking about? But the thing is, how, like, I know this has been memed to death, how does he never get fucking caught? He's in the dark, he's in the shadows. And and you see uh, three green lights. (laughs) Oh, and don't forget, when you turn them on, it goes... Boing, boing. Yeah, yep. (laughs) Do you think, do you think they came out with the goggles 
And like, I'm assuming it's like some kind of James Bond thing. The guy goes up to who I'm assuming is R because Q is over in James Bond lab. And he's like, you know, these are really good night vision goggles. But can <laughs> that you- was a very good joke, by the way. <laughs> but can you can you uh, can you put lights on them so they glow in the dark? And and when I turn them on, they're too quiet. How do I know if they're on? Well, he's like, well, they're they're working. He's like, no, 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 no. Can we can we do like a startup sound, please? And they, they got to go through like another month of testing just to get the sound right because he keeps on rejecting. He's like, no, no, no. I don't want some kind of jingle. No, nah, that's stupid. All right. I want I want when they're in the shadows about to get their neck snapped, I want them to have some kind of traumatizing event so they can if I don't kill them, you know, they have spook stories where they hear just wing. I want to I want a high pitch sound. So all the enemies know I'm here. <laughs> It's okay. They're all over thirty. They won't hear it anyway. <laughs> That'd be like like in Metal Gear Solid. Like if all of the uh, soldiers could hear the <laughs> <laughs> anytime Snake came into a room. <laughs> what if that's what Fox Eye did? Like it actually produced the uh, little exclamation point above their head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Naomi gets undressed in front of Snake for the first time, and he goes boink, and he's like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! See what they never had to do in Splinter Cell is actually turn off the goggles, but there was a preset noise for that too, and it was the windows (laughs) shutting down. Hello, I'm Kevin, and welcome to the Video Game Lounge Podcast, where this episode we are here for notes and news, as well as to talk games and drink brews. I have my co-host with me, Andrew, ready to give some development on tonight's top story. Andrew, what's going on over there? Thank you, Kevin. I'm here live on the scene where a one Jonathan Edward of Maryland has been found severely injured and in critical care. The primary suspects are Kratos, God of War, and Nathan Drake of the Uncharted Games. The alleged motive is due to John spending the last several weeks secretly playing Genshin Impact after the recent reveal where the Horizon series character Alloy will be a playable character. More news to come, and we wish him a speedy recovery. Alas, it was the thing he hated the most that ended up killing him. It's very poetic. Have you seen where guys are out golfing together and they're trying to get the like the other person to stop like from their backswing and then they just keep making comments about them like oh yeah no my my entire uh, library of viewing pleasure is not TikTok videos <laughs> then you're missing out sir <laughs> might need some uh, extra sunscreen for that burn <laughs> it's it's second degree because I share it with him. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you know I'm at work, right? And you're like, I'll just watch him later. And I got a backlog of like six TikToks. <laughs> six? That's all? You should see how many Emily has. God. Your wife's probably ignored your text messages. She Blocked gets this oh, number. She hates them so much. She gets a text of a TikTok, and instead of Andrew saying, I love you, it's the fucking TikTok of someone saying, I love you. <laughs> Not even fucking him saying it. Just some random slow-mo on TikTok. I remember, I love this story. Uh, my dad took me trick-or-treating. I think this is what started my whole scary thing. Was there was, I, I think I was, I was super young. I had to be like six or seven. And we were in me and Andrew's neighborhood. In that little circle. 
Because there's plenty of, like, these were some nice-looking houses. They, you know they got some nice-looking candy. So there was this uh, gorilla chilling in this chair on the front porch. And it's a very long walk up to the house. And I remember I had my dad's red flashlight. And I walk up, I get out of the car, and I shine the flashlight at the gorilla. And I'm, like, frozen. And I'm, like, shining in his eyes tempting that motherfucker to move and like my dad's like well go on so i was like okay so like i put the flashlight down i take a couple steps i freeze and i flash him with the flashlight again nothing i was like all right we're good so i go up and i knock on the door and this fucking gorilla gets up and goes hey kid you want some candy ran back to the car terrified <laughs> crying my eyes out See, that's the kind of shit that I want to do to the kids in my neighborhood. But as soon yeah. as as soon as we have a kid, I told my wife, all right, we'll do the kid-friendly stuff so we don't freak out our kid. And then as they get older, we'll go back to the terrifying stuff. So that's, Andrew, to answer your question, I love the scary stuff. When I have the kid, it's going to go to the, the little cute little pumpkins with the rosy cheeks. And then when they're like two, it's going to go back to the scary stuff because they'll be old enough to understand. And see, what's funny is the uh, high school that John and I went to, uh, when we were freshmen, I remember like talking with a senior that was on the soccer team, and he lived back in that area with the circle. And he and his buddy, also a senior, would do that for the past few years. Like, <laughs> so I was trying to think of like, oh, I wonder if uh, Seth and Kyle were the ones that were out there pretending to be gorillas on the front step. <laughs> There's no way. I was way too young. Way too young. But I, I gotta warn you guys. Like, uh, okay, yeah, I, I do enjoy getting into the holiday spirit and like, you know encouraging the spooky season but if either one of you dresses up your kids as a, like a little chucky and have him come at me with an aggression i will punch your kid <laughs> maybe my kid deserved it <laughs> or maybe you did for dressing your kid up that way i'm just gonna be like joe no watch 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 <laughs> watch, watch, watch this is why we had a red-headed kid <laughs> Spooky scary skeletons <laughs> and shivers down my spine. But I looked it up and it's a Disney thing from 1929. Oh, fuck. So I ain't like, touching yeah, that. Yeah, I, I ain't <laughs> touching that, baby. <laughs> yeah, we, we ain't adding that in. There's no, no copyright that we'll, uh, we'll want to try to fight <laughs> Mickey, with that. Mickey Mouse will come down and shove his fist down our th- assholes, man. Oh, you think this is a joke? <laughs> oh, boy. I like the feel of your asshole around I've my seen fist. enough South Park to know what uh, that Mickey Mouse is really such a dick. I resemble that remark, pal. Oh, boy. Ha, huh, I got Kevin laughing. He can't stop now. Trying to remember where the fuck you interrupted me at. I don't remember either, but I'm going to keep going as Mickey Mouse. Ha. Huh. You, you were wrapping up. You were giving socials. Uh... You got to wrap it before you tap it, pal. <laughs> Sex advice from Mickey Mouse. So tweet at us at VGL underscore podcast. VGL underscore podcast on Twitter. That's right. Thank you, Mickey. You're welcome, that's, that's, pal. That's going to be clipped and reused so many times. <laughs> you know what sounds really good is the half and half at Chick-fil-A with some vodka. That does sound good. It's no longer called the Arnold Palmer. It's the Sunjoy. So I'll let you in on a little hack that uh one of the nice people at Chick-fil-A told me one time is if you do even if you do uh like an unsweet tea with the like the sweet lemonade like do two-thirds tea one-third lemonade it's much better than an actual half and half balance but you just sound extra by ordering that 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not here to sound extra, man. Just give me the hat. You know, what? I don't even talk to anybody. I just order on the app because I hate talking to people. If they had an option for two thirds of whatever and a third of God knows what else you said, sure. But then I know they would be judging me when I went to go pick up the drink, so they don't have to. Two thirds and one third of whatever else you said. There are two fucking ingredients in that. There's tea and lemonade. I don't know which one is two thirds. I don't know which one is a third. I didn't want to sound like an idiot in front of the tens of thousands of people that will listen to this podcast in the future when they unearth uh, Spotify after it gets taken over by God knows what else. Yeah. Amazon. Uh, God of War 2018, I've already said, you guys know, is my favorite game of all time at this point. It's on my Mount Rushmore of games. It is incredible. And I was thinking, because I do need to talk to my two co-hosts here since they are veteran and experienced Twitch streamers, but I was thinking that before that game releases that I might actually become a Twitch streamer and Twitch Twitch myself going through God of War 2018. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not the I right I think he verbiage. wants to stream. I think he wants to stream. <laughs> oh, you can't. I said game. it that way on purpose. <laughs> you can't You can't stream yourself doing that. It's against the TOS. What's a TOS? Terms, Terms of, service. of service. You can't why, why? show your dick. Okay. <laughs> but I can still I can still stream the game, right? Yeah, the sound of disappointment in his voice. <laughs> yeah, but the way you said it, it was like very sexual. And I was yeah. like, I want to make sure you start off on the right foot without getting banned. Yeah, no. I I'm I hope to not show my fucking ugly mug to the masses. Uh I'd I'd like to kind of do it. Yep. I'd like to do what Meyermind does and just have a little logo in the corner that moves whenever I'm talking. Like I I love watching Meyermind stream. Chuck, if you're listening, what's up, bro? Um Fuck you, Chuck. That was Kevin, not me. Um, the thoughts and opinions of my co-host. I'm the editor. I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> this is also true. But um, I can't wait till God in War. It's gonna be fantabulous. <laughs> I can't wait till Kratos with his son, with his daughter. Yeah, with, with his daughter Borsmir, <laughs> fucking yeah. fight against. I thought you were going to say pap smear. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been playing 13-2. Got some stuff to talk about that later on. Um, One thing I did want to talk about for 13-2 was the music. And there's two things. One, there's this one snow level where they're playing a violin and they're fucking going ham on this goddamn violin. And it's really cool for the first two minutes. And then it recycles and you have to hear this fucking violin just going. And it's like, all right, you can chill. Because <laughs> all the rest of the music stops while this fucking soloist is going to town on the goddamn violin. And How uh, does that go again? Like, I'll, I'll YouTube it. It's exactly that's verbatim, one to one. That's how it sounds. Um, and the other song was whenever you ride, I, I don't, I don't think if it's all the chocobos because there's different color ones. I think it's only when you ride the red chocobo, it is the heaviest metal music you will ever hear in your life. The lyrics are insane. Uh, I got a little bit of it right here. Gas them up with the greens and let them go. Stand back, stand clear as he puts on a show. 
So cute yet fierce. Is he from hell? I cannot tell yet I don't even want to know. So you want to be a trailblazer, kicking dirt like a hellraiser. Take the reins, but don't react slow. It's time to feel the force of the chocobo. That's that's nice. <laughs> it's that's oh that's God. one that's one lyric. There's like four lyrics, and this dude is just mosh pit screaming death metal <laughs> <laughs> while you're riding this the fucking. Chocobo! Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm, it's so serene. I'm like just riding this chocobo in this field. Is he from hell? I don't know, chocobo. <laughs> I'm telling you, this shit's fucking insane. Um, other than that, the only game I played was <laughs> Kill It With Fire. Um, it's a very, very, very short game, but it's it's fun. Uh, the objective is... Uh, well, it start, the game starts out, you walk into this house, and there's spiders. And you have to kill it. You have to kill the spiders. And the more spiders you kill, the more shit you unlock... Where eventually you get like RPGs and uh, flamethrowers and sh- uh, shurikens to kill these fucking spiders. So I played that, uh, beat it. It, it. it honestly, it only took like two or three hours. So just wanted something I could not be so invested into. Uh, so I took a little break in thir- thirteen two. Nice. And played kill it with fire. I'll go on Game Pass, John, just in case you need something to kill. Okay. I, I for the life of me, anytime I hear someone say the word spiders, I think of Harry Potter. I think it's the second movie. I have not watched hardly any of the, the, the Harry Potter movies, but I have watched like bits and pieces. And there's a part, I think it's in the second one. What's the big giant Hagrid or whatever? And like they're in the invisibility cloak and uh, he's like, if anybody's looking for some stuff, just uh, follow the spiders. <laughs> and I don't know why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just follow the spiders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I don't know why anytime someone says spiders, I just I think of that, that scene. Anyway, holy derailed us. <laughs> Andrew, what are you playing? <laughs> just follow the spiders. Just follow the spiders. There you go. Our our buddy on Discord, friend of the show, Star Lord, Caleb, what's up, bro? Um, he he's had long COVID and hasn't been able to taste for like a year. Um, and he's like into drinking, into smoking cigars and like all that stuff. So Caleb, if you're listening, man, hope you uh get better as well and get your taste buds back, man. Try out some. Caleb, beers. have you tried the burnt orange and brown sugar trick? I it's think on he did. TikTok. I think I think uh Logan from Spoiler They Die. Uh, tried that okay suggested that so because there have been a few other things like like for the smell like i've seen like all the different things that i saw was like oh yeah you take these three different essential oils and you just dab and you wipe it around your nostril you do this three times a day for several days until you start getting your smell back i'm like i don't have like all these essential oils to dab into my nose three times a day like but i mean for those people i guess it it's required and for it to work there's only one essential oil I need, and that's whatever Chick Fil A bakes their fries in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Your weekend has started, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Today is today was my Friday. I got off at uh, two. I woke up at three a.m. to go to work at four. It's three a.m. Uh, she hands me my raincoat. Yeah, except their night is ending. My night was beginning. Or day She's was always beginning. worried about things like that. 
She said it's all gonna end and it might as well be my fault. She only sleeps when it's raining and she screams and her voice says straining. She says, baby. You know, I don't even like you two. Not you two, <laughs> but like the group you two. <laughs> I like thought about it. I was like, oh, wait, hold on. They're thinking I'm an asshole. <laughs> no, the group no, you I, two. No, I knew what you meant. I knew oh, what okay. you meant. It's, it, right. I don't know. It's my I don't favorite. like you two either. <laughs> Suck it, it's my favorite Irish quartet. <laughs> now, I just thought it was funny that John has a microphone next to his mouth, but he's using the beer bottle to <laughs> sing into like a microphone. Hey, no one knew except for you two. Oh, man, I've missed you guys. It's been a week. <laughs> it's it, been one week since God you- damn oh, it. God. <laughs> I'll turn everything into a goddamn song, man. I don't care. You just explained, Kevin, how your week is gone. My week has gone almost just as like weird and like stressed out at work. So thankfully it hasn't been as bad, but it's still up there. How the hell we wind up like this? Why weren't we able? <laughs> Look at this graph. <laughs> set me up perfect that's what you call a set spike today's today's like your last day off though isn't it Andrew aren't you going back to work tomorrow yes Tamer. <laughs> don't remind me <laughs> Tamer T-E-M-E-R Tamer 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 Andrew you go, work, you go back to work tomorrow I, I go back to work tomorrow Tamer it's garbage <laughs> G-A-R garbage bitch it's Man, it used to be that there was there was a certain there were certain people that were at my work that you could tell who was in the stall taking a shit because they couldn't breathe without sounding like they were about to have an asthma attack. I always seem to get the guy next to me that does like the full grunt before he pushes the <laughs> <laughs> like the worst is it's the same thing at the gym man when you get those fucking loud ass motherfuckers look over they got five pound weights in their arms <laughs> <laughs> have you ever like, been wait. in the gym with someone doing like a deadlift or doing like arm curls and they're making that noise but then you hear the <laughs> right after <laughs> that's that's the little boost they needed to fucking get the weight up editor's note john i I miss your 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 saucery sounds (laughs) your smooth saucery sound (laughs) and i i really expected you to start going to singing like you're talking about having people come i was like i'm thinking he's gonna start singing like calm as you are as you were when you played video games i was going to uh instead of pretending like you weren't here i was going to pretend like you were a pre-record the entire episode (laughs) thanks john now back to the (laughs) (laughs) like shit didn't even make sense (laughs) like john's like fuck you both and i'm just like isn't it great like, yeah, I'm doing great, John. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did we on. not have the right clip on? Why does Andrew's computer room look so cool? Why does Andrew's room look so cool? Yeah. Because his wife lets him do shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stopping him. <laughs> <laughs> his wife goes, I don't give a fuck what you do. <laughs>
Suck my nuts. <laughs> Editor's note. You just got pwned. Pwned. Insert ACDC generic white boy voice here. <laughs> I'm bringing them all up so that they're eventually in order. So skip around, find what you want. No, Talk you're bringing something up. Six to midnight, baby. Boy, I was like, it is not six to fucking midnight, you crazy son of a bitch. Whose dick goes straight up? Mine's like six to ten. Ten thirty. Goes to the left. I gotta look at my clock. <laughs> <laughs> it's not up there. <laughs> Boy, howdy if it fucking Holy was. Shit. I mean, you can like, uh, when you flex your Kegel, I could probably get to up 1030, but only for like that one second where it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, what is it? Just looking at you? Straight nine, man. Fucking. That's you can. That single ass snake. I use, I use it as a level length kit. (laughs) (laughs) So whenever you, uh, when you have to pee while you're hard, do you lay on it like a dolphin? Mm Mm-mm. Nah, man. Fucking, it's like a... What do you go, like, straight 90-degree triangle? Hand on the wall, feet all the way at the tub? Nah, I just fucking, I don't have an ACL, so my knees just go backwards. Oh. Oh, so you can just ostrich it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm thankful that there's a wall right next to my toilet, so if I need any help, I'm just... I'm leaning help. up help. it like the fucking who are, you, who are you calling to help? Yeah, you dehydrated? You pissing so much? If, no, if if I got a fucking morning wood or something oh. and I just, I don't feel like <laughs> standing on my own two feet if I want to lean on something to oh. support my weight. Lean I was like, how me. is she helping? Is she getting rid of the morning wood or is she holding it? I was confused. Hey, man. And then you got my to worry wife. about the two streams. It becomes a fucking thing. Then you just have an extra bucket to the side. Who's got an extra bucket in these times? Have you seen gas? By the way, speaking of daughters, during the span of this one year of a podcast, we have had three babies. John has had beautiful Clementina. Kevin has beautiful Theodora. And I had a wonderful food baby that crowned the bowl just a little bit ago. How big was that baby, man? Oh, I'm sure it was probably about... uh, 9.6 9.6 ounces. Do you guys weigh yourself before and after? I love to. If the scale's near me, hell yeah. I do it in the morning, uh, right before I do my morning piss. Uh, so I wake up, Ooh. I weigh myself, and then I weigh myself after my Welcome piss. Welcome to the shit and show. Sometimes. We're just talking shit. Like this, like this week, I was like, Joe, yeah, I'm down. I'm fucking down to this weight. But that was before my morning piss. And she's like, what are you fucking talking about? I was like, well, usually it's like a piss. Half a pound to a pound. And she's like, you are not peeing pound or half a pound every fucking time. I was like, I'm weighing myself before and after pee. I know how much I'm losing. She's like, that's abnormal. And I was like, Google that shit. No, Google fucking proved me right. Like, I was like, how many gallons is a pound? And she looked that up. And I was like, well, how how big like how big is a bladder? How much can it hold? And it's like, this is this. And I was like, you just got schooled. She's like, I'm like, you're the weird one for peeing small. You know, I'm out here. I'm making it worth my while. If I'm going to stand here for a minute, 
I'm going to make sure I don't have to do it again for another eight hours. <laughs> John, he didn't answer the question. Do you fucking ever weigh yourself before and after? <laughs> no. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You don't want to know how much you're fucking pooping? Dude, I don't need to know. I know that I'm lighter when I'm done. I don't need to know by how much. <laughs> there are two reasons to do it, because either you're, you've been watching your weight or because you're really curious as to how much Chipotle is about to come out of you. Yeah, you're like, I ate a pound. For me, it's not Chipotle. It's Chick-fil-A. Taco Bell? No, my buddy Alex and I, we do do a shame meal probably <laughs> once every two weeks at uh, Taco Hell. See the Mexican pizzas coming back? Yeah. Oh yeah? yeah. I'm a sucker hey. for the chicken quesadilla with the Doritos Locos Taco. Oh. And then a five bean cheesy beefy burrito. I fucking love the chicken quesadilla. And a Baja Blast, man. Gotta have the Baja Blast. You can't go to Taco Bell and not get the Baja Blast. It's just a I don't know why these yeah. it's kinda I mean, like when you go to Arby's and they're like, Would you like regular fries or curly fries? And you're like, Why why even waste both? Why of is our that times? a question? Of course it's you curly. should dock fifty cents off the goddamn total for wasting my time and your time <laughs> on thursday i pulled a double going back to what you said earlier pollen was shit my eyes were scratchy and burning i had a hell of a time sneezing and uh like my throat was closing up allergies suck uh me and the guy i was working with we went to kfc just like how taco bell has their baja blast kfc was showcasing this mountain dew sweet lightning it was peach flavored it was actually pretty good it was very sweet a little too sweet, but it was peach flavored. It was pretty good. But the guy I was, I was with, he uh, he ordered the Nashville hot chicken tenders. He's like, can I get a five piece of that? We, we, we don't do the five piece anymore. We do six. <laughs> He's a garbage disposal. It didn't matter. He said, I'll, I'll take six. Give me six and I'll pay you for five. How about that? <laughs> we, we don't well, do the Nashville hots anymore. We don't do those anymore, um, but we can give you the sauce on the side. Why is it still fucking up on this, the board behind your head then? All right. Well, if you're going to be able to mix it together, go ahead. My meal took about 20 minutes to make, and I had to keep going back and asking them, hey, is is it kind of done yet? I don't want you to spit in my food, but, you know, hey, I've been waiting here. I'm the only person sitting here in this fucking establishment. Is my food ready? When my buddy got his food, I'm going to send you guys a picture of this because this was absolutely ridiculous. They gave him his Nashville hot tenders in a bath of oil <laughs> and seasoning. So it had a like container with the tenders in it that was about almost full. Why why is it so heavy? It's sloshing around. <laughs> he picked he poked one of the tenders and picked them up and it's just dripping with oil with a slight discoloration for the Nashville hots. Was it good though? He took one bite and he was like, "Oh, <laughs> he's as hard as a rock." So no, not good. That well, that was a big fuck you. Why did you even order this? Get out of our establishment! Like, <laughs> well, no wonder there's nobody here. Jesus Christ, God! You know what pisses me off about fast food establishments, and I don't understand why they do it to this day. And I had one in the drive-through, and that fucking gave me such so much anxiety. It's when they put ads over their fucking menu. It's like, I'm already here. The fuck are you advertising to me for, my man? Give me my food. Like, I remember we went, I went to Checkers. And Checkers, like, I'm, I'm in line in Checkers. And I'm looking at the menu because I never go to fucking Checkers. So I don't know what's there. And all of a sudden, I get, a, apple pies. I get a fucking 
full-blown ad covering the entire menu. And the guy's like, how can I help you? I was like, well, you got to give me a minute because I got to wait for your fucking ad to tell me go to Checkers to be done so I can order from Checkers because I'm in the drive-thru. Thank you. John, do you have a rant about fast food establishments besides Chick-fil-A giving you the most irritable bowel syndrome you've ever had in your entire life that you refused to They don't give me IBS. <laughs> I just prefer Chick-fil-A. I don't weigh myself. All right. So tonight, um, got something nice and special. Uh, I actually have uh, Southern Tier Brewing Company's uh, Nice Slice. Ooh. Um, this is a uh, special for me. It's watermelon flavor, actually. Nice. Um, and I just decided I'm um, I'm I'm not gonna feel ashamed. I like watermelon, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna drink it in public. It's all, you know? it's all good. Uh, there, there, there's no racial stereotypes here, man. You like your watermelon. <laughs> it's all good, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, reclaiming it, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, dear listener, if you can't tell, I'm black. Um, so. <laughs> I love how you address the listener. (laughs) We have ones of tens of people. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) So I mentioned in the in the intro that Elias is a was a classmate of mine. We we met last semester. Elias, do you want to kind of just briefly describe how we ended up meeting each other? So yeah, we were taking um, game graphics uh, together, um, and we were. Um, I guess in two different places. It was me on my way out and um, <laughs> him on his way in. But uh, <laughs> yeah. me, um, yeah. uh, mostly in my stoicism, uh, pretty much kept to myself and, and stuff, uh, mostly in class. Um, uh, also, <laughs> like me also looking at be- becoming like a narrative designer and it uh, being very, very un-into the class. But, you know, uh, yeah, you, you got to get uh, get to the end so that you could get to the end. Um, so... Uh, the funny enough, the funny anecdote um, that I don't know if you remember or not is um, one of the first few classes where they um, he asked us to go ahead, complete the assignment. And then once we were done, we could be out. So um, yeah. I was relatively quick this uh, this one first time and packed my stuff up, got done. I sent in the assignment already to our um, uh, to the teacher um got up ready to go and i hear somebody say hey you already done <laughs> and i looked down and it's you and i was just like yeah out <laughs> and out yes i do remember this <laughs> i was like damn man you done already and you're like yep <laughs> like i don't even know if you broke stride <laughs> yeah, just me for two seconds it was, it was, i was out but uh that was when just little inklings like that i was like okay he's willing to talk cool so every once in a while we would trade you know just like uh little things back and forth maybe um you know the classmates might might be talking like uh some nerd stuff maybe some star wars here and there i'll just peek like here and yeah. or maybe some about kids and stuff and we just started talking one day um i think it was uh just in the middle of class and stuff and um it got on what we wanted to do and like i was uh Actually, I heard you say yeah. it came from you first. Um, what you wanted to be able to do yeah. and like uh, to, to figure things out, and uh, as far as like game writing and um, being able to just like create these narratives and stories and stuff, and like it was like a shot straight to the heart, and I was just like, yeah. "This is one of my people." <laughs> yes, yeah. and that's literally what you said to me. So my little anecdote was like. 
because uh, our professor's name was Josh, and we were like, so what exactly, you know, Josh was asking us. His, his, so I'll rewind a little bit further back, too, because same night, our, our classes were Mondays and Wednesdays, and Wednesdays was usually like a working class night where our class of like 11 people was usually like maybe down to five, and then after the first hour, most people mm-hmm. went home. So basically, every Wednesday for about 15 weeks, it was usually... Elias, myself, and Josh, our professor. Occasionally one or two other people, but it was usually the three of us Mm -hmm. at the end. And so Josh, just one night, our professor was like, so what do you guys want to do Like with in-game development? Then I answered the question. And then you just immediately look over to me, and I remember your pose. You just like did this double (laughs) snap, like pointing your guns at me like, my people! (laughs) (laughs) I'll never forget that, man. Dylan, as we're kind of going to try to come to a close here, I kind of just want to talk a little bit about like the community like of FPSs and like kind of the it's not even cult followings anymore. Like I think back in, you know, Modern Warfare or like Call of Duty 4, where it kind of started the multiplayer, it went from a cult to now it's just all over the world. So what are some of your thoughts as far as like the actual communities for some of the FPSs, you know, your call of duties, your, you know, uh, that type of stuff. The one that I probably have the most experience with is the, the destiny community. Um, and I've not really had bad experience in is in that community. Um, you know, I, I don't have a group of people that I play destiny to with, um, and so I, any time that I want to do one of the more complicated versions of content in the, in the game, um, you have to go into like the looking for group stuff. That's part of their like companion app or whatever. Um, and as of right now, I've, I've not run into any toxicity or bad people. You know, I, when I do that, I make the group and I, um, very clearly distinguish like you know this is my first time in this or you know like this is a casual run or so so maybe i'm just self-selecting some of the you know the people who are joining this run are not the people that are like looking for complicated stuff um but you know like i i've run across several people that you know especially when i'll put like hey this is my first time i'll have somebody random join and it's like they've been through it a bunch and you know they'll usually it's it's not uh it's not always verbal communication but like they'll kind of direct like hey you know this is what we're gonna do here or you know like stand here jump over here that sort of thing um so and in general i've i've had um a good experience in that community and just like some of the people I, i look up stuff on youtube with like i found um you know good people there and they seem to be like a positive community um online so uh i don't really have anything bad to say about destiny's community i'm sure there are plenty of toxic parts and if you dig in you know to reddit which is just basically the like the complaint box of the internet um i'm sure there's a ton of people on reddit who are like oh this is what's wrong with destiny um but my experience with just regular people in destiny has been very good um and uh, similarly to just you know some of the uh other I guess like hunt showdown um, is another first person shooter that I've played um, and, and kind of engaged a little bit with some of the community, like done some randoms 
with and it's always kind of like i won't always plug in a mic but like i'll hear and you know like the there was one guy who was like talking to me and he's like hey do you want to like go over here and like i would nod with my character and he'd be like cool let's go do that and you know it's it's (laughs) always been a fairly positive experience there um I think it's mostly like the Call of Duties and the and the Halos where I've yeah. I've not engaged with it. I haven't really like spent much time with it, but just kind of the anything that can be very competitive has a tendency to bring out the like the just kind of crummy human beings that well, I'll take that back. Yeah. The the people that whatever is going on in their life. It's like, if I lose at this video game, that somehow says something terrible about me personally. And I am now unable to like live with myself. And so I have to be better at this video game than you are because so much of my identity is tied to this. And it's like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) but it's one of those where it's just kind of like, you know, whenever that's going on and the stakes are that high, that's where people can get really toxic and be like, Oh my gosh, like how, how are you so bad at this game and blah, blah, blah. And like, that's when it's not fun. Um, and yeah. if I hadn't already muted the lobby, that's when it happens. So, <laughs> um, but in general, like the communities that I've chosen to ga- engage with, like especially destiny has been a very positive FPS community as far as at least the parts that I've engaged with. So nice. That makes me happy because I've, it's been a while since I've played destiny too. Like Mm -hmm. I, I recently popped it back in to update it uh, because my buddy Don was talking about how he has a clan and he was like, he doesn't really have many people to play with. And I was like, man, I haven't played in, I don't think it's been like, it's been over a year, maybe over two years. And I remember how, when everyone was just like working on it, starting up and they liked the first game, they're playing the second do you think that Destiny 2, as long as it's been out and around, has kind of had just more of the uh, loyal followers, the loyal players that are still left playing it? I, I think it's some of that. I think it's some of, like, there was definitely, like, I played at launch and then I took a couple years off and then I came back um, after um, they got out from under Activision. And so yeah. I think once they got out from under Activision, I think it was you earlier who was talking about like communities or uh, developers listening to their community. And I think after yeah. they got out from under Activision, they were very much more able to be responsive to the community um, and have those dialogues and conversations and like tweak and change things and try to make it a, uh, a good like foster a better community versus like, well, we'd like to change these things, but Activision is telling us we can't do these things. Um, right, right, so, right. Um, so I, I think, I think it's some, the people that are still playing the game are probably much more in the, we love this game anyway, camp. Uh, and then there are definitely, uh, I think just Bungie has worked to foster a good community. Good. Um, how how about you, Andrew? What are your thoughts on like the community around certain FPSs or your favorite ones? Mm, it's it's tough being you know like I've said earlier, I haven't really engaged with these communities too much. I think just speaking in general, I'm happy that gaming has been growing 
you know, since we're talking about like the Modern Warfare 2 days and stuff, since then, there are so many more people playing video games and enjoying them. And especially with a lot of these games we've talked about being free to play, like mm-hmm. it just it brings in a lot more. It's a bigger audience. And so the the diehard, tryhard audience is still there, but I don't think it is the majority anymore necessarily. And so I just think in general, as gaming grows, we see a, we see a lot of these kind of negative, toxic people become a part of the community rather than the entire community. And I'm or I'm, the majority. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I'm glad to see that just in general, just speaking as an outsider, a lot of the communities I've engaged with have been like the souls game community and stuff like that. I don't really dive deep into a lot of uh, community stuff or engage with it too much in shooters, but just gaming as a whole, I think is growing and kind of evolving and is there's a lot more people playing it, which kind of thins out some of the, the overall toxicity and kind of the stigma around all games. But, you know, that includes first person shooters and some of those like communities like uh, Chaz mentioned earlier, kind of as a joke that like kids these days couldn't survive in a modern warfare two lobby. And it's like, well, it's good that they don't have to, you know, like it's, it's good that yeah, we've kind of absolutely gotten away from that. And obviously there's still going to be issues here and there, but it just, it kind of feels like we're, heading in a better direction than where we were. And that's, you know, that's inspiring to see. Yeah. Yeah. Dig it. I I wholeheartedly agree with you there, Andrew. Um, Chaz, what are some of your thoughts as far as a community goes? I like how, like Andrew was saying that the communities of gaming itself, it's no longer a, a geeky thing, a nerd thing. It's no longer something that, you know, just the, oh, the weird people play. No, everyone <laughs> has, likes to play some kind of video game, whether it's something on their phone, whether it's like Candy Crush, or whether it's Fortnite, or mm. what anything in between or all around. Gaming is becoming a lot more popular because they're allowed to diversify different styles of games for people's interests. Yeah. And one of the things that we mentioned in a previous episode that was like absolutely groundbreaking for my mentality was there should be something that we ask when we play like john when you and i hop online what's what's your mentality tonight how are you feeling what do you want to play are you ready for a serious match do you want to be more kidding do you want to play toxic do you want to do exploding crossbows and riot shields or do you want to just you know have fun and see what silly things we can do with trick shots i think that communication of emotion before playing a game would be something that would be like absolutely amazing to be implemented into a lot of these games and game modes because if if you're about to go ahead and play a certain game and you like a map like if on warzone you wanted to go play rebirth island but they only have quads mm-hmm. well i don't want to play with quads like there goes my mental state what if i don't want to play with other people what if I wanted yeah. to just do the solo aspect? What if I only have the mental fortitude to just have like a duo, like a one-on-one? You see right. so many times in Apex Legends where you try to queue in for three people and there is no third person or the third person leaves mm-hmm. because they didn't like how things were going or this or that because there was no real similarities in the mentality going into the match. 
if you're going into trios, you should be ready for coordinating and playing as a trio. If you go into solos yeah. or if you go into multiplayer, you just want to mute everyone. You do your lone wolf style as long as it's just a regular TDM. If it goes to more search and destroy or ranked or capture the flag or whatnot, yeah, maybe talk then. But I think there should be a better way to coordinate your mental state going into matches. And I think that will help to not only let players realize and think about what their states are before they go into play, but also bring the community together a little better. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a great point, Chaz. Like, uh, there are definitely times where you know I've hopped on with with you and you know the gaming group that you've started, and uh, you know we'll be in a, a round of quads, and two of us will be in the more goofy side, and then the other two of us will be in the more like, man, we need to just kick the shit out of these guys, and it's like those are two competing and opposing forces at that point because right. you got half the team going yeah we're just lottie da walking oh, around I the fell match. again and the other half is like i have kills for both of us yeah you know and i i think i think that would be helpful i i just don't know if anybody or, or a lot of people communicate that way you know if they sign on to you know trios or or quads or something and be like hey guys you know I'm a couple beers in and I'm just kind of here for the, you know, laughs and, and goofs and, you know, whatever happens, happens. If we make top 10, we make, you know, top five, whatever it is, I'm here to just have mm-hmm. a good time and, and enjoy some friendship and, and laughs, you know? So two things on that one, I, I didn't really like feel that myself, like really understand myself to be able to think and ask that question before I started playing until just recently. So I don't know if A, it's a maturity thing or B, it's actually like more of like a self-evaluation thing and how many people really have already self-evaluated themselves or is it something that is a movement that actually could get started of people starting to like understand themselves a little better to be able to communicate with others. Maybe some people don't want to do that. Maybe they do. Two, uh, (laughs) I'm a couple beers in. Let's play some games. There there was uh, I saw it on TikTok. There was somebody that had started up a beer league for older people. Mm-hmm. And I, I say older people, like you know, people in their like late twenties, thirties, whatever, that want a game, but also there it's a beer league. Yeah. Like we're gonna play, we're gonna have fun, but t- I may be two McLobes in. I may be seven. I, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's already coordinated that that's what we're going to do going into it. We're going to have fun. We're going to drink beer. And then that may be the more social aspect because you already have the similarity. You're going into it, not with randoms, but kind of randoms, people that are like with the same mindset already established. Well, if they're drinking Michelobes and they're definitely playing toxic, cause that stuff tastes <laughs> like shit. <laughs> I know what I'm getting into. <laughs> if you're drinking Michelob or Natty bow or something like that. Then I expect you to be a little angry when you die. <laughs> it's all my stepdad has in his fridge. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I think that's a good point, uh, Chaz. I'll, I'll open that up to to Andrew and Dylan too. What are you guys' thoughts on just like mental states going into to online play? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I think we all play video games for different reasons, um, and for you know, one of the commonalities is for the most part we're playing video games for at least a little bit of escapism, and 
sometimes for some people, the things you're trying to escape from are really stressful. And, you know, sometimes that spills out into uh, your your multiplayer gaming time. Like I said, sometimes people are very competitive and are just not good losers um, and are just not good at uh, not winning. Uh, and and that can be or they're or they're bad winners yeah, too, or bad winners. You know? Yes. Um, yeah. And so I, I think sometimes that mental state going in can can be a little bit rough. Um, and uh, like Chaz was kind of saying, I, I like the idea of, you know, that's why I play video games with friends mostly is because it's like yeah. going in, it's like, that's a known quantity. I like there's an agreed upon like, Hey, we know what we're getting into when we're doing this. Um, and like Chaz was saying, you know, if, if you can find a community, even if it's randoms who the understanding is like, Hey, we're just a casual group of people that is hopping in. Like, we're just trying to have some fun and drink some beers and play some video games. Uh, you know, like at that point when the expectation is like, we're not doing this to be competitive we're just doing this to have fun and it's a casual thing. I think going in with those, you may still run into people who are toxic, um, but sure. Uh, I think you're much more likely to, um, to not have, I guess I, I liken it to like going out to a bar. Um, you know, you yeah. never know who you're going to run out, run into out at a bar, you know, like hopefully you're going with a, uh, hopefully the bar that you're going to, you're going to meet people that are kind of same cool. mindset of like, I'm just here to have a good time. Um, yeah. You may run into some people that like have a lot going on in their life and the alcohol is just letting that out. Uh, you may run into some people that are just angry drunks. You may run into um, some people who are just really like not bad people, just really annoying drunks. Um, you yeah. know, <laughs> like, so um I think you're going to run into that in any sort of sphere that you go into and gaming is not immune to that. And so the more that you can do on your end to set yourself up to have a good time with good people, I think the better. So, yeah. Um, you just made me think of something too. Cause it, it like in my experience, Dylan, I think that there are four types of drunks. You either get really angry Mm-hmm. Right. And just want to lash out and, and just cause a scene and cuss someone out. Right. Uh, you either get really goofy and just everything's funny. And that's kind of typically where I'm at, especially during this recording. Um, <laughs> you you get really sad mm-hmm. and emotional where anything and everything can trigger you and you just want to cry. And then the, the last one that I have seen is you just get horny as shit. (laughs) You want to hump anything that moves and hopefully no one's playing call of duty that way. But (laughs) I think, I think those first three Mm -hmm. are, do you like that fried grenade daddy? Yeah. Yeah. That That fried grenade is real good right on you. You like that claymore. Mm. Um, But I feel like those first three emotions can definitely transfer over to types of players. Like hopefully no one's crying losing at call of duty but you know you can definitely get emotional emotional mm-hmm. isn't always being yeah. sad it's just like you know hysterical right mm-hmm. so exactly um uh andrew i'll throw it uh, back over to you what are some of your thoughts as far as like playing online and mental states and that type of thing no i agree completely i don't really have too much 
that I can add. I think you guys have done a good job of kind of fleshing this out. I really like Chaz's idea of, you know, if games had some sort of a, a prompt or a menu that came up and was like, Hey, are you like, I mean, I guess to a certain extent there's casual and ranked, you know, so Mm -hmm. like that splits it a little bit. Sure. But if you could kind of maybe distill that a little more and be like, what are you looking for in this experience? So we can kind Mm -hmm. of keep the serious, the people taking it super serious over here. And if you're just trying to like let off some steam after work and have fun with your buddies, you know, over here kind of thing. I don't know how well that would work in practice. And, you know, Dylan has done a good job of, kind of pointing out that this is just it's a a bigger social issue that happens to you know crop up in gaming but Mm -hmm. i guess ultimately maybe with a point here is that communities and developers could just do a little better maybe try some different things to just to kind of get people thinking or or get the the groups of like-minded or similar people looking for a mm-hmm. certain type of experience kind of in that experience. But uh, yeah, like I said, right. I think you guys have done a good job of kind of hitting the nail on the head when it comes to this. Yeah. I, I don't think it's even like trying to further subdivide your playing community. It's making sure that people are matched with, <laughs> you know, other people that are in the same state, right? So mm-hmm. you're more casual right. gamers, you're, you know, or can play with more casual guys and are guys who are playing ranked or want to be more serious or, you know, want to maybe even, uh, like dive into playing toxic, you know, those guys are all together and then the just couch potato guys, they're all together too, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's, yeah. The um, problem is that the toxic people want to play with the couch potatoes because they're the prey. Yeah. So it's true. It's tough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's almost like they, uh, and to be fair, I'm not in any way, shape or form a game developer. So I know that this is like there's a trade off for whatever you do. You know, like if if you introduce yeah. to more skill based type stuff or more just like whatever, uh, you know, trying to match people with people who have the same mindset, um, you know, like let's say you booted up Call of Duty and it's like, hey, what are you what are you in the mood for? Are you in for some like casual gaming? Or are you into like sweat lord over here? You know? um (laughs) yeah like you could you could answer that uh, but at that point it's like at what point are you no longer just almost instantaneously in a match like at what point is it like now i'm waiting 20 minutes to get into a match because i'm you know in the lobby that is least popular um uh yeah and and so i think there's some of that issue it's almost like you need like a a way for players to hold other players accountable where it's just kind of like, Hey, this, this player was toxic. And so, you know, I don't want to play with them anymore. And, it's and like I think the that GTA lobbies where like they would, you could get you all the rude or toxic players. Uh, ultimate, mm-hmm. Like if you kept getting reported or whatever, they'd put you in your own lobby with other people like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, because I feel like that's, that's maybe the, the way it is just kind of like, kind of like the Uber rating where it's like, Hey, <laughs> I, I give each player, uh, it's like this guy, he was chill five stars. This guy, he was kind of a dick two stars. Um, and then eventually, you know, it's not based on skill. It's not based on anything else. It's just like, 
hey, is this person chill yeah. or not? Uh, and eventually all yeah. the one and two star people have to play with other one and two star people. And maybe it's a match made in heaven or maybe they all just hate it and leave. <laughs> like, uh, Damn, Dylan, I think you're onto something there, man. I think we need to instill Uber ratings. And it's not <laughs> skill level, like you said. It's like, and is, is this guy cool to hang out mm-hmm. with? Like, is he a good hang or is she a good hang? Mm-hmm. Um, and versus like, is, is this person just a complete dickhole mm-hmm. you know <laughs> like, andrew's two, got two, two things two things off that i'm sorry um, chaz not not andrew chaz um kind of already forgot him now <laughs> um oh yeah like you were talking about ratings and whatnot and if you were to play with somebody it's like oh this person just went 17 and 2 in the couch potato lobby well maybe they should be kicked up to the next rank like the next you know oh they're 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 semi-good and not necessarily sweat lords so like you can get kicked right. out of a lower lobby and if you're doing better or worse or whatnot, I think that should be a, like a, a, an integrated part of it too. Yeah. Um, and just like how there's a beer league, there's also an app for searching for a teammate, a partner. Mm-hmm. So you can make your own profile and, you know, you can mention, you know, what games that you play and, you know, what kind of skill that you are ish. And you can actually have people, search you can search for a a partner a player or a teammate on this app and it seemed pretty cool i haven't i can't remember if i downloaded it or not yeah but there there are things out there and like the 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 knowledge and the style of gaming is just ever growing and sometimes for the good sometimes for the bad but this was another good thing that i'd seen that was uh i thought was pretty cool halo as a first person shooter i i would have said goldeneye Sure, but Goldeneye didn't bring about the the land parties and the multiplayer and and all the other aspects. Like Goldeneye was a fun first person shooter that helped get me into first person shooters and whatnot. But Halo really made me try to be a better player hmm. because I could I could play, and then I realized okay during the campaigns. I had to dodge. I had to wait undercover. I had to do these things, those things, because the harder difficulty you were in the campaign, in the campaign, the 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 more strategy or the more reserved you have to be as you play. Sure. But then when you play online, there's other ways that you have to play as well. And then Halo was the first real game that I started to watch other people play to hmm. get new ideas as to how I need to play. Because gotcha. that's whenever yeah. we were going to game crazy and everything. We were watching other people play. We were watching the tournaments. And I realized those are things that I don't do. I felt like my skill had reached a stagnant plateau. And I didn't know how to get better. And then once I started actually seeing other people play, I tried to adapt their game style into mine to find a way to just get better. And that was the first real game that made me want to better myself. But it also led me into the fun of multiplayer games and yeah. eventually battle royales. Right. Yeah, I think that's a solid pick. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, I remember playing Goldeneye and I never owned my own N64, but that was a game that was like the neighborhood game to play. But, you know, this was before you could do land parties. You were limited to just four people on a console in one place on the same halo became yeah on the same screen where halo made it more accessible to be a more communal type game 
you know um we've mentioned the story on 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 air before but we played I think it was Halo 2 or Halo 3 for my um, bachelor party. Yeah, yeah, and we had, like, seriously, like, 16 people playing on four or five different televisions. With you had two TVs of- in the living room, <laughs> one in the kitchen, and I was in the spare bedroom for with the fourth yeah. TV. Yeah, and, like, it became a much more communal, like, thing to do, and you could have, you know, 16, 20 people, like, all kind of playing together, and it, it became like a thing, like you said, where you could watch other people and learn tactics or strategies and how to dodge and do all of these, like, or how to do the super jumps and the stupid shit like that. So like it became like the first, like real communal thing. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm admittedly the Sony pony of the show. Um, but as someone on the outside looking in and seeing what Xbox was doing at that time, I was like, Holy shit, man. PlayStation needs to get their shit together. Like, where's your first person shooter? That's like uh, a communal thing like that. And right. Halo is one of those things, man. Like, even as someone who has only owned an Xbox very briefly, like, I would love to get into something like that. I'm just not very good at those games. But um, doesn't matter. I can I can understand why there's such a draw, you know, and and the impact that that brings because we're never going to get that first communal type game again you know right. we can talk about games and we can sit here and recommend games and be like oh dude bro you need to play this or try this it's on steam or it's on game pass or whatever but the actual that initial feeling of getting 12 16 20 guys together and someone's cramped up you know mom's basement like playing games together man you'll never have that feeling again when you don't have sports practice that weekend or you don't have that much homework and everyone just got together you just finished playing outside you came inside so you can all yeah have a snack and play a couple games and no i i completely agree on that because that's actually another topic that i've thought about before um that we may talk about in the future and it's about the nostalgia of it yeah, that it, yeah. I mean, hot take great games of the past are only great for us because we experience them in our heyday. Yeah, they have very little replay value to anyone but us. But to have that same level of excitement and enjoyment, that's something that we experience with that. And these kids nowadays are going to have to experience that with something else. It may be yeah. Fortnite. It may be something else like it. I mean, we we make fun of Fortnite and Roblox and things like that, but <laughs> yeah. shit, that's their that's their Zelda, that's their like right. Legend of Zelda NES, that's their uh, Duck Hunt, that's what they right. can establish Super themselves Mario on or something, right? Yeah. So they they may not have experienced all of the the buildup of flip phones to smartphones from oh my god yeah from mario to mario galaxy like they may not have experienced all these things but that just gives them a new starting point to then exceed off of that yeah tell me your oldest shit without telling me your oldest shit (laughs) flip phones my god man um yeah man i i think you're right and you know i mentioned earlier in the show like i played pong last week (laughs) no one's going back in time and playing pong going holy shit this is one of the best games ever no you go back and play that game now on your keyboard you're like god this game is ass (laughs) 
<laughs> when does it end? When does it end? Um, I, I always remember that '70s show. Whenever Kelso is playing Pong, and then he ends up taking apart <laughs> Red Satari, so that he, yeah, yeah, what are you doing? He's like, I'm trying to make smaller paddles. Pong is too easy. Now I got a question for you guys. Kevin's question. Yeah. More so for John. I got a counter question. Well, I got a different question, kind of on the same line for Andrew. But John, what are you going to do? I got a counter answer. (laughs) What are you going to do? I got a counter top. When Sammy is like, hey, dad, I got to play NES. Like, how, how are you going to achieve that for him? Um... I'm gonna, Kevin, Andrew, I, I need some yeah, help. Yeah, I'm going con- to contact one of you guys, see if I can buy one off of you, or you guys help me find one that, that uh, I'm not getting freaking fleeced on on eBay or whatever. <laughs> All right, I like the direction you're going, because this was the other question I had for Andrew. Andrew, what are you going to do when your daughter comes up? And she's like, Dad, I've been playing the fuck out of this NES game. And like, oh yeah, and you like look in your room, and you see the NES is still hooked up, you touch it, it's still cool to the touch. She's like, yeah, and she flips around her her laptop and it's emulation. I'd say that's fine. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> the reason being is because there is an interest in the theme. And once you get interested in the theme, you get interested in more about the theme. All right. Just like how you tried Final Fantasy and then you went through the whole series. Hey, that's awesome that you like this. You ready to uh, go, go fire up the boob tube? You ready to hear that high pitched squeal so you're, you're, as it turns on? You're going to ease her into the, the hardware. All right. Yep. Like, hey, th- this isn't just for show down here, baby girl. Let me find out my kid's fucking playing emulation. I'd rather she do meth. I'm sorry. How many Everdrives do you have? <laughs> like five. That's not emulation, though. That's not emulation. That's, yeah, I know. That's played on real hardware. I rest my case, Your Honor. <laughs> play on real hardware babe boy the only time i have something on the uh, pc is when i'm trying to practice speedrun strats or you're trying to get those damn achievements yeah i did cheat on final fantasy 9 to get the jump rope it was not doing a thousand i had a i had a script written to do the thousand nice. and it was a pain in the ass it took like three hours to get that thing set up got to like 670 and then it failed I had to redo it again that's Jesus. 20 minutes. I thought it was uh, Dodging Lightning. That's, That's Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy 10. 10. That's trying to get Lulu's oh, okay. weapon. That one, that one's easy. You can manipulate the lightning strike. Yep. But Just the, walk the, in a circle. Yeah, but the jump rope changes after like every 100 jumps. After Once you get to the first 100, then it changes after every 100. And it's just, it's dumb. So I wrote, a, uh, I got a script for that and got that motherfucker. I honestly wouldn't care if what whatever my daughter wants to play on. Like, I might even be depending on her age. I might be thankful she's playing emulation, so she's not getting her sticky goddamn fingers all over my my forty year old equipment. Yeah, that's another thing. It's like you know, Daddy already took this apart and scrubbed it with a toothbrush and got it all clean, right? Twenty years ago. <laughs> I guess I got to do it again. Son of a bitch. Your mother told me to do the yard, but this is more important. I'm going to tell her that sorry, I was watching honey. you. Sorry, honey, I can't mow the lawn. I'm taking apart my Sega for the third time this year. Nah, man, fuck that. I'll just tell her that I was watching the kid again. 
Kevin, she's 20. I, I know. I know. She needs to grow up. They, they grow up so fast. <laughs> she still doesn't know the difference between a flathead screwdriver and a Phillips. God damn it. How does she not understand Nintendo and Super Nintendo graphics? They're they're, they're completely different, but I gotta show her. You don't her. understand. She, she said Zelda was the dude in the green tunic. I had to fucking ground her. You don't understand. She keeps saying SNES. <laughs> it's SNES or SNES. And if she's gonna live under this fucking roof, she's gonna get it right. Can't wait till we're all dead and our kids go back and fucking listen to this. And they're like, what is wrong with our parents? Just kidding. We'll get taken off. This is what they <laughs> considered entertainment. We'll get taken off Spotify. Are you kidding me? They're watching Twitch. They're listening to some girl go and paying her fucking $5,000. Oh, yes, yeah. Hopefully our kids aren't doing that. Hopefully it's a dying thing. If it makes the money. If it helps me retire, really. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anything to add, John? Not to that point. Hell Son no. of a bitch. Not, not touching that one. <laughs> not touching that one. I was working at GameStop when the original game came out. I remember oh, trying to sell this game to people. The original game going, <laughs> look, this this game looks amazing. Please play this game on, on PS3 and Xbox 360. Like I was panhandling this game working at GameStop. So... Like, I've played every game in this series, man, and it's near and dear to my heart. This is just not what I... It, it sounds so old and cliche to say, but like, this is not your dad's Assassin's Creed. It's just it's just not, man. I, Bro, I remember being a freshman in high school, Assassin's Creed dropped, and I convinced my mom somehow that, oh, hey, you should look at the M rating. It's going to be historically accurate. Let's go. <laughs> And she was like, you know what? I do a good enjoy a good timepiece. Let's go. So I appreciate my mom dropping the however much it was back then. Yeah, 50 bucks or whatever, maybe. Yeah. yeah I'm going to learn history here, mom. <laughs> because my mom was legit mad at my dad for him buying me GTA 4. Oh, <laughs> dang. That had to be some awkward talks at dinner. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I remember one time I got grounded because I was playing GTA 4. I left my character in the strip club, and then I walked away to do something else, and she walked in, saw that. I was like, oh, hey, you're grounded. <laughs> oh. And you were like, what, 15 at the time? 14, Pretty 15? much, yeah. Yeah. Damn, it's man. like a freshman in high school. Holy cow, that's amazing! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, a, a thing like a TV show that my wife and I got into, but it wasn't a, a weekly episode deal like this is, where people were like, you know, just on the edge of their seat and they got to wait a week in between viewings, right? But like, my wife and I binged Squid Game last year. Or whenever that I think that was last year. Squid Game was was pretty cool, but it wasn't it, like we watched all nine or ten episodes in like three nights because we were just hooked on it. But that was like everybody talking about it, but not like a weekly. Oh my god, what's going to happen? You know, like that type of thing. You know, what do you think that is dying? I don't want to say dead 
But do you think that's dying? Because growing up, that's the way it was. That was reality. You found something you wanted to watch. You watched it and you waited a week. And then that episode, it's just like podcasting. Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, we're both in that uh, podcast world where we just can't feasibly drop an episode every single day. True. So, yeah, we drop an episode and you're going to wait a week or two weeks, whatever your podcast's uh, frequency is. You know, uh, I think people have been spoiled by the ability to be like, oh, hey, here's a new show. And here's all. Go watch the entire season tonight. (laughs) Yeah. And I just I I watched another show on um, Amazon. Like I, I watched a Reacher, which was a fucking awesome show. Great Reacher show. was awesome. And I was like, cool. I just blew through all eight episodes in about 36 hours and I'm going to have to wait a year for season two. <laughs> like I, I think right. more shows would benefit from the weekly um, airing rather than putting the whole season all out at once. So I, I can appreciate the way that Disney does it. Cause you know, you get to see the actual individual viewership per episode, which like last of us did like, the episode one got like 4 million views. And then by episode two, it jumped up to like 8.9 million. Like it's steadily increased with every single episode. Cause people were like, Holy shit, this show is awesome. And it was like, everybody was talking about it. It was all over social media. Like, I think that's the way to generate the buzz so that when episode four five, six comes out, you got more eyes and ears glued to your television or computer screen watching that show. Well, and I don't mean to derail this episode at no, all, it's fine, man. but could that be something that had to, in some way, shape or form, could it be plausibly connected in any way to the pandemic where all of a sudden everybody's at home all the time. And so people are just binge watching everything. Now that people are going back into the world, <laughs> being a productive member of society, right. I don't have 10 hours to sit in front of the TV and binge watch this. Yeah. I, I think you're onto something there for sure. I, I think especially 2020 and for, I'd say probably a large part of 2021 when people are still figuring things out and, you know, uh, games were coming out, shows were coming out, movies were coming out. Like, yeah, I think that there's some probably uh, some truth into that for sure. And don't worry about tangents, man. We're we're tangent heavy and yeah. and on this show, and it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, look when something Squirrel. pops in my yeah. mind, <laughs> I gotta chase yeah. it. It's all good. Can I can I do a timeout real quick? Ugh. Big balls, a little bladder. Yeah, all good. <laughs> now that Tim has made pee pee, uh, we can resume. <laughs> Leaving that in <laughs> pee pee time. <laughs> It's always pee-pee time. It's, it's always pee-pee time. Poo-poo time? Yeah. Not always poo-poo time. Oh, what is it? It's like, I don't know how that goes. Uh, not all pee-pee times are poo-poo times, but all <laughs> poo-poo times are pee-pee times. Pee-pee. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> how much time have we spent on social media? Uh, um, too much, too much, too much. Yeah, all good. So do you have a favorite summons in the game? Oh, my gosh. Or like a two, favorite favorite Aeon. <laughs> uh, my two favorite for sure. I, I really love um what the hell is the electric horse? I- Ixion? Ixion? Yeah, yeah. I don't know Ixion. how to say it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've always said Ixion. <laughs> Ixion, yeah. And then uh and obviously Bahamut, like 
you'd be a fool yeah. to to not say Bahamut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, and in this game, he just looks so badass. He really does. I know we said that already, but man, yeah, Bahamut's awesome. The, yeah, um, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. I like that. Like with Ifrit and Ixion, like they already come with a little bit of black magic. Like they can cast. Yep. You know, like Ixion's uh, lightning base, so he can cast lightning. Ifrit obviously is fire base, and he can cast fire. Like I love that they already come with that magic. And then when you get Bahamut, and he can cast all the level ones of all the different magic spells, you're like, <laughs> hell yeah! But like the the level of customization that comes with that, where you can customize your aeons and you can get them to learn all of the black magic spells or even white magic spells. It's like, man, it is so freaking cool i love that man did you ever upgrade your aeons i did a little bit i um i i kind of so when i originally when i originally played final fantasy 10 like on the play on the ps2 way back when i remember being stuck on seymour flux so i i, yeah. I cheated don't tell my mom i cheated using the game <laughs> shark or whatever and um <laughs> so i never got really i never really got to experience all that but no, yeah, I did that on, on the Switch HD Remaster. I did a good bunch of that, especially with with Ixion. That's my boy right there. Yeah, um, man. And the uh, um, the overdrives for the Aeons too are also super fucking sweet. Like instead of having, like I said, another Final Fantasies, them you just summon them and they do one attack and they're gone. Yeah, the, the Aeons have just like even their each one has like their own like uh, attack command specific ones. Like I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, I think it was like Ifritz was like meteor burst or whatever, but then his overdrive is just bombastic and yeah, fucking the wild hellfire and screen I think filling. Like, yeah, yeah. that's 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 just so awesome. The Aeons are so much better in in ten than they were in like in any other game. Yeah, I do. I think Shiva's overdrive might be my favorite. <laughs> with the um, oh god, I should have looked this up. The the frozen was it like diamond dust or something. Yeah, like diamond that, dust. Or? There you go, my man, my man. Yeah, where she like you know she blows all of the ice and then yes! she like snaps oh it. God. It it looks so badass and it 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 is so good. Yeah. Oh my god. god yeah, I love so Shiva's cool. design in this game. It's so good. It's so good. Um. Just so I I like to ask this uh, to fellow fan, Final Fantasy players because I'm always curious how they pronounce certain things. So I, I've played like eight Final Fantasy games. I have no idea how you pronounce haste. Guh. <laughs> I've always said haste. Guh. That's <laughs> just that's probably yeah. wrong. I, dude, wrong, I have yeah. I have no idea because I've always said Hostega. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Street Fighter move. That's yeah. awesome. Hostega. <laughs> or like the old '90s Sega commercials. Hostega. I'm gonna start saying yeah. that now. That's so much better. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! Like, dude, I have no idea. Uh, other than that, I think all the boss fights were good. I, I will say the Heimdall fight, all the major gods, right? All of those fights were incredible and felt very, very good. The Heimdall fight was just, you wanted to hit him, you know? Yeah. You really and he, did. And he was such an ass. Oh, like, I know. He, he, he was such a pain in the ass. He's like making fun of your son and all this stuff. You know, like, I was, I was feeling the emotions of Kratos at that point. Like, you know what? 
I'm, I'm killing this dude because you're a jackass. Yeah, like, <laughs> there was like cheering moments when you get yeah. the spear in his arm and he starts like yeah. talking all that shit to you and you just blow his arm off. I was like, yeah, like, yes, dude. Yeah, like, I was get like, that guy. suck it, man. Yeah, exactly. It. <laughs> and like, I don't, I don't do that in a lot of games, but they were so effective in creating a character that you love to hate that it was like, yes, like, get that motherfucker, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, let's let's talk about the music, man. Because Bear Bear McCreary comes back, and I do. Mm-hmm. I think this score is phenomenal. I think each each realm having kind of its own theme and tune to it, and how each of those will slowly but surely, as your time spent in them, will eventually get back into like the three Kratos notes. You know, what I mean, the bomb, bomb, bomb. You know, yeah. I think is pretty cool. I think he he knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. I think it's an awesome soundtrack. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's no knock against him when I say this. It's it's the way video game soundtracks are going. Yeah, like this is beautiful and. The chanting, like the voice, uh, like the actual singing they bring into some of the tracks yeah. and things like that was incredible. But it's it's a video game music now. You know, yeah. like, isn't that crazy? It's its own genre now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I grew up with ch- chip tunes and, like, terrible music, you know, from the NES, the Atari, prior to that even. Yeah. And we now have it to where I can say... Every major AAA title has like orchestrated music coming out, and you really need to do something special to stand out in that crowd. There were tracks that did. There were undoubtedly tracks that did. But also, it's like my brain doesn't even hear some of this. Anymore. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, you're just, it's epic video game music, right? Like, and that's crazy to think about. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. There, there were some moments too where I was definitely like the Neethog fight. I, I couldn't tell yeah. you like if you if you were having me go through that playlist and be like, all right, tell me the the music from the Neethoke site, I'd be like, yeah, I got nothing, man. I was so focused on freaking attacking right. this big bird <laughs> yeah, snake man. lizard thing. Like, um, yeah, just can't do it. But they're like the moments where it's meant to be like to stand out and be like poignant moments, like with Freya and her brother, or mm-hmm. um mm-hmm with with Sindri, uh as some of these other moments that we've touched on like those moments hit dude the norns like we we you've talked about the norns that was another part in that mid game where i was like this is good shit yeah like this is incredibly good shit and it, just this idea of going to talk to like oracles right is cool super and cool. very god of war yeah <laughs> right of course yeah <laughs> but how they showed it was like oh man it's such a funny scene because it doesn't really serve a purpose in the game uh but i'm so glad they they have yeah i'm so glad they have that the whole scene i i love the one shot camera perspective and then when you're on the horse and it goes under the water i was like dude that looks freaking dope that was so right and you're cool man the whole like travel through the water and I, I should reiterate, like, yes, it serves a purpose, right? The whole the whole story is about fate yeah. and and breaking the chain, right? Um, which was cool. Like, great story idea. I don't know if it had 
succeeded in like maybe what they wanted to go for as far as like like breaking that chain of fate yeah uh, that mid credit scene kind of <laughs> yeah. leaves it hanging yeah, there really too does. you yeah. know <laughs> yeah um but yeah that whole norn bit and the music was very very fitting for the environment that you go into and the travel into that environment all of that just like i was like a mouth agape just like the mermaid scene I'm just throw it back right over to you. What are some of the things about this game that you would kind of classify as good things that you go, man, for 2009 or whenever it was when you played this or the times that you've gone back to it, what are you like, man, this game does this well. I mean, the first thing I got to shout out is just the setting. Yeah. When I was a little kid, no joke. And I think I, when I was watching videos and stuff today, to kind of refresh myself on this game, I watched the completionists review of the game and he framed his whole review around like, this feels like if a middle schooler like made a video game and just put all like the coolest stuff they could think of. And no joke, when I was a little kid, probably about a little younger than middle school, but I was like, you know, what would be cool is if somebody made a video game about the forces of heaven and hell, like fighting. Yeah. And that's what this game is. It's all about like there's heaven and hell and like this constant struggle. And then there's the horsemen in the middle of it. And they're controlled by this like ominous kind of mysterious council. And yeah. so it's all about the kind of their struggle being caught in the middle of this. And then you also have Earth getting caught in the crossfire. And so just right off the bat, like the setting was super intriguing, fascinating. And I like the fact that. They came from it from the approach of let's just make this cool. Like we're not going to get bogged down in trying to get like too deep and too technical or even like too religious about it. Like we're going to take these exactly. themes and we're going to like just make this awesome. Like just this kind of awesome stylized situation, this lore, this world. But I also like that even though they didn't try to get like too deep with it, they got deep enough with the characters and the setting and stuff to like make you care, make you appreciate it and want to see what happens next. And so they kind of struck that perfect balance for me. Yeah. You make a great point because they really don't say like, you know, the horsemen are on the side of the angels or the demons. The horsemen are their own entity and they're kind of like, anti-heroes they it, you you kill angels and demons in this game you don't pick a side you're you're on the side of <laughs> you know we'll get to the story in just a little bit here but like you're on the side of trying to figure out who wronged you you're on like a count of monte cristo yeah. like v for vendetta type like revenge mission here and it doesn't matter if you're angel or demon you're just trying to figure out who who kind of burned you <laughs> for for lack of better term and yeah it, they don't get too religious with it like the the setting is is absolutely great and i'm with you on this like it, it's something that definitely drew me in from from the time that i i started this game one of the things like i want to i want to shout out to on top of the setting the thing that like really kind of drew me in was this is like a top tier voice acting like top tier like there are some banger dudes in this in this game man we got liam o'brien who voices war most people probably know him from uh the D&D podcast. Um, oh, God, I'm blanking on it right now. Uh, Critical Role. There we go. Um, he voices War. You got Phil Lamar, like who's just been in so, so many games. He's Vamp in the Metal Gear Solid series. Uh, JB Blanc, 
Um, most people would know him as Rost from Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, oh, yeah. he's the he's the John Ratzenberger of voice actors. You know who John Ratzenberger yeah, is? Yeah, every Pixar yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Every, yeah, every Pixar movie. Like, that's literally J.B. Blanc. Um, and he 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 does Ulthane in this, like a guy with a Scottish accent, and it's hysterical. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, we got Troy like early in his career, Troy Baker. So this was before like Bioshock, Last of Us uncharted like this is like even final fantasy uh 13 like this is before that so this is like early in his career who is he in darksiders he is abaddon he's the the angel that dies and then he comes back as the destroyer yeah yeah and then like the creme de la creme we got luke skywalker himself mark hamill is in this as the watcher and 95 percent of his lines sound exactly like the joker the joker (laughs) yeah i remember playing this game because i went back to it like you know late after the fact and it was probably you know i probably watched like the opening cutscenes and stuff and because you get the watcher and he's attached to war and he follows you around he's he's basically making sure you don't deviate from what the council wants Exactly. And probably within like the first couple like level or something, I'm like, this this guy sounds like Mark Hamill's Joker, but yeah. is it like did he do a video game? Which wouldn't be like unprecedented, but yeah, I looked it up and was, oh wow, yeah, sure enough, there he is. And he's he's like the least helpful character because like he's he's not wanting to help you. He's oh, yeah. there for like his name is the watcher. He's literally just there to make sure that you fulfill your mission to find out what in the hell happened that's kind of started this war between the angels and demons. Like what in the he's hell? not really there to help you. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like and, a babysitter. Um, he's like your, your babysitter making sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do and not basically getting into trouble. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, top tier voice acting in this game. And it's, it's so, so well done for a 2009 game. Like you'd be hard pressed to find a game that's got better voice acting from this time period. <laughs> That's like whenever we left a 24 cent tip for that one lady. Fuck that bitch, man. Look, I leave tips, okay? We oh, we are very were generous at- tippers. Like it like it, we know service. There was no service. This wasn't a weird flex or anything. We're not like, "Oh man, I leave 30% on tips." No, it's just like I understand tipping and I tip. This bitch, we went to Golden Crown me and Andrew for like we were there for like an hour, hour and a half. We were Growing boys, we needed five, we needed 15 plates of food. We had one refill. And you know who got that for us? Me. <laughs> and this bitch had the audacity as I'm like, so I'm like looking at Andrew. I'm going, Andrew, I'm thirsty. I can't eat anymore because this bread is choking me. We are in the side room. We are the only table occupied in this side room that has its own little section, bar section for the fountain drinks. So like I think I can remember or at least visualize what where that is. So she did, she wasn't waiting on any other tables. If she was, it wasn't near us, and she never came up to engage us. Yeah, she was walking by because near where we were sitting was the little stand for the drinks and stuff for the the waitress to go get. So I'm like Andrew, I'm I'm thirsty, man. I'm I'm about to just go get my own drink. I can see it right there, and he like picks up his cup. Puts it on the table, and I was like, "What? You don't think I'm gonna do it?" And he's like, "No, I know you're gonna do it. I'm thirsty." So I'm like, "Bet." <laughs> Pick up the drinks, go behind the counter, fill up my drinks, sit back down, and then this bitch comes over and goes, "Uh, you're not allowed back there." And I'm like, "I was thirsty. 
You didn't come by to fill up our drinks. I'm dying over here. We've been sitting here for 20 minutes on the same glass. I'm choking on this bread so hard my nipples are getting hard. Like, fill up my drink. It's not hard. Like, that's the only thing you have. You, you don't even have to clear the plates. I will you reuse the same damn plate. I don't care. So this bitch got 24 pennies as her damn tip. We didn't even go as far as to give her a solid 25 cents. We just yeah. gave her, like, random change. And I felt like, it. and you may be like, oh, man, these guys are assholes. No, fuck you. It had been less annoying to give her zero dollars. We gave her the fucking pennies. Get this shit out of my pocket. I'm tired of my hands smelling like copper. God. I was originally thinking you guys gave her 24 pennies because I, I, I figured your bill had come to, like, $20.76 or whatever. And you guys were just trying to make like 20, you know, like make it even thing and just go, nope. hey, you know, nope. fuck you or whatever. And you know what's funny? We're not even going to give her a full round, like, you know, 25 cents, this and that. Like, and we realized we didn't even have that. So screw that. I think we discussed it too. I think we had dollars. We had like regular change. We had like regular like dollar bills, but our change, like it was, we're not going to give her ones. We're not going to give her any anything of like bill tips. And then at the very end of it, we get all the way back to your house, and I realize I still have a penny in my pocket. <laughs> I could have given her 25 cents, but no. Nope. 24. I hope she put those up on a mantle. She's like, I earned these. God. And I've never I've never tipped like that ever before, and I haven't since then, because even the shitty service, I, under, like, I understand the plate, but there was no reason for this bitch not. No, she literally it wasn't had busy. no other tables. She was putting that little like rolling uh, duster mm. on the carpet instead of coming to talk to us or check on us for like over 20 minutes. I hope she's one of our listeners. She's like, it's them. <laughs> Those guys. I had forgotten about them. She's listening to this and then the Metal Gear Solid alert just happened in her head. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode of uh, just all over the randomness that we talked about today. But like I said earlier. Let us know some of your first memories of stuff that you bought with your, your money. Gaming related. I don't want to hear about the lollipop you guys bought with your 25 cents that grandma whatever gave you. Or that waitress is going to be like, hey, I took that 24 cents and I bought fucking a peppermint. Some manners. Gas station. Oh, yeah? <laughs> she could shove it up her fucking hoo-ha and call herself a goddamn <laughs> piggy bank for all I care. Love you guys. We'll see you guys <laughs> next time. See ya. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you, thank you, thank you again. If you've gotten to the end of this episode, just again, we very, very much appreciate you. Thank you again to anyone and everyone who's listened to an episode of the Video Game Lounge podcast. Thank you for getting to the end of this huge, huge Megalodon master mix of an episode. Appreciate you guys. We love you. Can't wait for another two years. And there is some more exciting stuff coming down the pike. And can't wait to share it with you guys. Thanks again. We love you. See ya.